Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, it's so hot. Damn, it's hot in the Midwest right now. But it's just so hot. It's about to get hotter when we burn up these microphones with podcasting brilliance. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, everyone. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's episode, there's some serious Pac-Man fever in the programmatic advertising space. Kids in Europe can now go to the worst summer camp in human history, and we debate who's nuttier, the Swedes or Elon Musk. Turn your fan to high and grab a cold one. The show starts right after this word from our sponsor, Canvas. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. So Amber from Canvas was supposed to come get a t-shirt. She's been giving me hell on Twitter about getting a (laughs) t-shirt. We had a box full of them and she never came and got one. She had to be called away, I believe. I don't know if it was her fault, but yeah. It was totally her fault. (laughs) For as long as it took me to get a goddamn koozie, yeah. <laughs> she can lose out on the shirt. Dude, I've, I've never been so excited to get to the end of the show as I have at the beginning of this show. <laughs> like, our wrap-up of just ridiculous stories is unprecedented, it, I it, think, in, in the history of our show. It is pretty fucking funny. Let's go ahead and hit shout-outs. Yeah. Let's do this. All right, so first shout-out to Tom, who's the head of product over at AppCast. He loved that uh, we would take AppCast over Glassdoor all fucking day. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy decision, Tom. And then Matt Lozier, Lozier probably Lozier, yeah. uh, said that uh, he liked the AppCast all fucking day comment and we should put that on a t-shirt. So I'm thinking we might be able to kind of have like this AppCast logo on the back, Chad Cheese on the front, and that just says AppCast all fucking day. I love it. Yo, that John is so lame. <laughs> I love it too. Uh, can we still give shout outs to Wreckfest? I know that it's been a week or so, but uh, I think we're still uh, parting on the inside from our time in London. Uh, Jamie, Jamie and company did yes. a great job. Uh, we loved our time there uh, in London and look forward to future Wreckfests as well as a potential global, uh, you know, domination plan. You never know, right? You never know. I came home to some Smashfly goodies, had some caramel corn, 
had some like this this kind of crazy tea device. I don't drink tea, but Julie loves it. So, and then go figure. You know, Jay Z sends us chocolate balls, chocolate salty balls, <laughs> chocolate covered bourbon balls. So yeah, good, good stuff and a bunch of other stuff. But I, I just had to call this. Out. So the the best of both worlds. Yeah, bourbon why not? Balls. Yep. That's mm-hmm. nice. That's nice, Jay Z. The the good news is we both received our box of goodies ah. at the same time. Usually one of us gets screwed over <laughs> or one of us has to wait. So they were good with the timing on this one. That was that was nice of them. Uh, shout out to the boys at Talent Nexus. Yes. Man, we've talked a lot about the cameras following us around, but uh, hype videos, little documentary. Um, can't wait for that, to come, that stuff to come out. If you want to sign up for the download of the, I don't know, Chad and Cheese movie or yep. whatever we're calling it, mm-hmm. head on over to chadcheese.com, uh, click the link and uh, put in your name and you'll get the copy. Yep. Or go to talentnexus.com slash Chad Cheese. Too damn easy, there right? Also, go to Talent Nexus anyway. They're good folks. Really awesome that Jem had us over and Rob Prince like showed us around for two solid days. Uh, from pub to pub in most cases. But uh, thanks, mm-hmm. guys. Really appreciate the hospitality. That was amazing. Yeah. And Robbie's, what, 27? I'm sure the last thing he wanted to do was like uh, <laughs> escort around two old white dudes in London. Dude, yeah, that was nice. We were going from pub to pub. I don't think he had an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty good time. Yeah. No. It's hard not to have a good time there in jolly old London. Yeah. And, and that being said, Lisa Scales wins the free beer for a year. From talent, did she Nexus. pick beer? Has she officially I, picked I, I beer? Think she, I think she's officially picked beer. But good for you, Lisa. Yep. So looked at Twitter, and it was funny because she didn't even take a picture of herself yeah. in the Chad Cheese mask. She actually took a picture of three other people who were posing, and uh, <laughs> that was that was incredibly smart for her because it was it was more of group participation. And guess who? The group overall doesn't mm-hmm. get the beer. Lisa gets the beer. <laughs> Hopefully, she'll share a few bottles with uh, with those with those guys that were in the uh, the picture. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, let's just stay in London. Um, shout out to Kylie Rocco. I believe I'm saying <laughs> that last name correctly. So yeah. this was great. Uh, you and I go on stage, and she tweets out, "It's time for uh, what was your nickname?" Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jonah Hill and giving Jonah out Hill. giving out shots <laughs> in the main tent. It was like she was telling everybody. She took a picture and then she said Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jonah Hill giving out shots in the main tent. Kind of like yeah. letting everybody know, hey, there's like hard liquor coming. Come get it. I'm sorry. I, I don't. Jonah Hill just doesn't like do it for me. So anyway, I tweeted back to her and I said, Jonah Hill, come on, like Seth Rogen. I've heard that one before, and I can I can sort of deal with Seth Rogen. At least he gets the cute girls in the movies. Uh, and she replied back, oh, yes, I met Seth Rogen. Jonah Hill was just the first name that come to, came to mind. I don't know if she was just trying to make me feel better yes. or if that was the truth. But either way, she gets a shout-out. So, yeah, she was just being nice. <laughs> so... More shout outs for goodies, uh, AIA Worldwide, which is TMP's uh, European branch, I guess you could say. Uh, they no took us to dinner, gave us beer, <laughs> coffee, chocolates. And here's the biggest thing. 
I said in the last podcast, I had a great conversation with Richard Collins at Click IQ about how they should be gobbled up. And then the next day they were. And he's like, yeah. so he he didn't spill the beans. But the yeah. night before we were having fucking dinner with pretty much TMP and yeah. they didn't spill the beans on the acquisition of Paranga. So I have to say the discipline the discipline I respect, but have you, can you not say, Hey, this is, uh, this is off the record. I mean, come on people. Clearly means we need to get drunker with people than we already are. So the, the, the truth serum starts flowing. <laughs> Shout out to Doug Monroe. Oh yeah. Uh, indeed user who shared on, uh, <laughs> LinkedIn this week. This, this guy's the co-founder of Adzuna, by the way. Okay. So not some, not some scrub, uh, at some company. So, he, he, he shared, tried to unsubscribe from an Indeed email, spoiled for the choice. The choices he got to opt out of an email from Indeed are, number one, only send me emails that I've asked for, or number two, send me marketing communications and emails that I've asked for. <laughs> so either way, it sounds out. like you're still getting emails from Indeed. Yes. You just get to kind of pick your poison. That's that not one. an opt out. Yeah, that's not an opt out. <laughs> that That's not what that is called because <laughs> there is no opting out. You're just choosing what you're opting for. <laughs> opt out, no opt out, opt in, opt yeah. out. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah that's, a, that's a fucked up opt out. Yes. Are you ready to go to events? Yeah, let's do events. Okay, so events, September 24th, 25th, TA Tech North America in Austin. We're going to be doing a death match. Everybody loves the death match, man. We just finished one in uh, Portugal. Going to do one in, in September in Austin. Yeah. And fucking awesome, dude. Third one might be the charm. I mean, one and two were pretty epic, but three might be the, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think what movies was the third, the third, uh, installment, the best toy story, Rocky, <laughs> Ivan Drago, <laughs> or was that Mr. T? That was Mr. T. Yeah. It's clever Lang. <laughs> What's your prediction for the fight? Pain. Great movie. All right. Rocky three. Yep. You're going to pick. I'm going to yep. go with toy story yep. three is my favorite. I have not seen the fourth one though. Yeah. You can tell you, you have a two year old. I kind of teared up when I. You always tear up. So October 1st through the 4th, Jobcase is actually sending us to HR Tech in Vegas. Who you'll remember, by the way, pretty much banned us from the show last year. This year, they've they've open arms, come do some shit, do the show. It's going to be awesome. Two days. Dude, we're doing two separate days in the expo hall. Yeah. Doing our doing our spiel. Yeah. So um, they also have a discount code, Chad Cheese, one word. It's like 300 bucks off. Uh, go check it out. And you're welcome. $300. Damn. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You could lose that real fast in Vegas. Yep. Yep. Or not. October, so October 22nd and 23rd, Smashfly, our friends over there yeah. who, who give us goodies, uh, are sending us to Unleash Paris. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Once again, we're going to be uh, on the expo hall doing our thing there, which I like, you know, being a, a, among the people. Yeah. People are there at Chad Cheese. It's epic. Love Paris, especially I've never been in October. It's going to be lovely. Oh, yeah. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Going to be great. So at that point, you would think that rounds up 
pretty much our world tour, but we actually have four new additions. So if you haven't checked out the Chad Cheese World Tour list, mm -hmm. go to chadcheese.com, click on events in the upper right corner. We're adding Sweden. We're going to TNG, 10 Guy, live. So we're going to do a live pod from there. Hi. This is Ten Guy, the unbiased interview robot. <laughs> and uh, Ten Guy actually spun off into its own company, so yep. uh, that's that's a that's also big news. You remember the old James Brown shows where he'd act like he was too tired to go on, and yeah. he would start exiting the uh, exiting yep. the stage, and uh -huh. he'd, he'd throw off the cape and do more shows. Like that's what we are. We're that's the James exactly. Brown yeah. of the podcast tour business, which I think is just us doing it so there's not a lot of competition but we are the james brown <laughs> of our industry thank you very much and in september september recruiter nation live in san francisco that the 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 job bite show yeah. then we're going to isim's influence in november in scottsdale talent net in December in Dallas. I mean, when you looked at our, our original lineup, it was like, fuck, man, that is pretty aggressive. And then add four more shows onto that. That's what my wife said, not you. <laughs> By the way, guys, Chad's trying to get me to, to do yoga at the iSim show in Scottsdale. I'm not real sure about that. I think that is, we're going to have to have like a camera crew there while we do it. Yeah. Hashtag no yoga yoga at hashtag Chad cheese. <laughs> if you think I should do yoga, let's do this show. <laughs> let's do it. Dude. I need to start a fucking programmatic advertising solution. Cause they're getting bought up like hotcakes right now. <laughs> Too late. Uh, the arms race goes on and it, it, we didn't know, but, uh, a, a little company called Campana was actually bought up by the Riverside company who owns uh, German personnel, which is a, a programmatic company Campana. and they've combined. Yeah. So bless you. So, yeah. So it seems like there's some acquisitions happening across the pond. Those are German companies, I believe overall, um, before, we get to the main course, which are ones that we all know. Stepzone obviously bought AppCast. Yeah, it's a blitzkrieg. Uh, it's freaking, I mean, it's it's crazy. The Germans. Then after smacking Indeed square in the face, Indeed comes back and says, aha, we're going to buy ClickIQ, Richard yeah. Collins in the group. And then we land in the US and the very next fucking day, TMP buys Perengo. Four deals in 45 days, I think, if our math is correct. Yes. And it's it's yeah. still heating up. So who who's next? Who's going to be bought up next? And and we commented recently that Jovio has been really quiet lately. They have been quiet. Yeah. It's either bad that they've been quiet because nobody's over there or somebody should check for a pulse uh, or, uh, or, or maybe something's happening. Who knows? Uh, I know that uh, obviously the, the Recruitix team – uh, it, it's interesting, you know, did they go the wrong direction in becoming an agency instead of focus, focusing on analytics and programmatic? That is a question for another show, maybe. Yeah, we right. might we might have to have that as as, uh, as a segment all to itself. Maybe I think maybe they're just on the phone all day uh, fielding offers like eBay style and just waiting for the clock to run out. We'll figure it out. I, I think the big the biggest question right now for these three TMP. Uh, Stepstone, 
slash AppCast and, and Indeed with ClickIQ is do they play together nicely or do the walled gardens start to appear? The walled gardens have to start to appear. Where where first? The the, the algos favoring their properties uh-huh. is it's going to happen. You won't be able to prove it. <laughs> there won't be any transparency, but it's going to happen. Like when staffing companies buy job boards and job boards buy and these like all these companies are going to favor their own properties. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it works. But that's smoke and mirrors, right? I give a good amount of credit to AppCast that they'll probably hold out uh, the algorithm the longest. But ultimately, you think you don't think TMP is going to act in TMP's best interest? Well, I personally believe that TMP, I don't know this for sure, but I believe TMP is going to swat everybody else away and Prango is their product, right? So yep. they're going to integrate that with Talent Brew. And off you go. So, you know, if a client comes to them and they're using AppCast, which to be quite frank, I mean, most of these direct employer types of companies are coming to agencies so that the agencies can do this shit, not so that they can take over their vendor relationship. Right. Yeah. So from that standpoint, it's like, oh, you don't have to worry about it. We have all of your different job site destinations taken care of with our programmatic offering through talent brew. Right. Um, So I think that's an easy, an easy one to understand from my standpoint. The big question for me is does indeed pull their content out of all the other programmatic platforms just to have it in click IQ. That would depend on how much revenue I guess they'd have to lose over it in the short term In the long term, if click IQ becomes the number one, programmatic solution because they're the only one with Indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, that becomes kind of good for Indeed and Click IQ. Yes. And kind of fucks everybody else. At, well, and what is Indeed good at doing? Fucking everybody else. Exactly right. I mean, right now, Click AppCast is really the infrastructure for the agency game here in the U.S. and and and, and abroad for for yeah. for many cases. So they are really the the lion's share of how that how that works from an infrastructure standpoint. So let's say tomorrow through AppCast, you can no longer get any type of traffic or clicks from Indeed because Indeed just threw up that walled garden. No. Yeah. I mean, so that's the, <laughs> we've seen them do this, this shit with uh, obviously with job boards, with staffing companies, sometimes with, with uh, big fortune brands. So they're saying, I'm sorry, you know, you're not meeting the quality that we're looking for, which means you're not getting any free traffic. You're going to just have to pay for your traffic. So this is, seems like it's the Indeed playbook, but it's going to go in more of a programmatic scale. Yeah. And they better do it soon while they're still relevant. Yes. Because 10 years from now, no one will care. Five. Oh, okay. Go five. I was being generous. That was nice. The heat. It's the heat, (laughs) man. It's the heat. All right. Programmatic stays hot, and I'm sure we'll have more stories in the weeks to come. Uh, Another company that's still on fire uh, is is LinkedIn. Seeking Alpha is one of my go-tos for anything like public company and business sort of related. And they have a a story out uh, this week, Microsoft. Uh, LinkedIn bet is paying off better than expected. So guy wrote an article, LinkedIn is just killing it. And you give me shit about drinking the Kool-Aid, but the numbers don't lie. And where, where LinkedIn is is going um, is pretty impressive. So the, the article, some highlights from it, 
you know, LinkedIn standalone revenue uh, within Microsoft is close to being $10 billion by 2022, Mm -hmm. um, which makes that investment pay off pretty quickly um, at that rate. You just look at the numbers going down, 630 million members. Um, They're one of the few social networks that's actually worldwide. Uh, They're still in China. Um, 70% of LinkedIn users are from outside the U.S. So you look at global Mm -hmm. growth, it's impressive. Um, Over 30 million companies using it to post 20 million job openings. Uh, 90 million of LinkedIn users are senior level uh, people. 63 million are decision makers uh, in their positions. 3 million MBA graduates. It goes on and on from a member's perspective, from a, a revenue perspective. Uh, once GDPR kicks in and all that, all the privacy laws, I mean, LinkedIn is going to be in the catbird seat. They're covering solutions for hiring, marketing, selling, uh, education. I mean, they're just crushing it, dude. I don't know why you're, you're such a hater on LinkedIn. <laughs> I think what they do now, which is really being able to monetize the data and the content that they have. I've never been a hater on that. It's what they can do next outside of that, right? So being able to, to add an applicant tracking system and, and all these new perspective uh, platforms that can plug yeah. into it. I just, I'm not seeing that. What they do better than anybody, obviously, is monetize the types of data that they have. Now, Facebook does a pretty good job and they even have a, a bigger reach the thing is, they haven't been able to figure out, or maybe they just aren't spending enough time or really care to understand yeah. this industry. But I believe if they had focus and they had priority priority in this in this segment, they would kick mm-hmm. ass and take names. Um, the big question is, will that ever happen? Yeah, ultimately, Google and Facebook are probably the only ones who can give LinkedIn slash Microsoft real competition. If I'm anyone in the ATS space or below, uh-huh. like I'm going to carve a niche out, but I'm not going to be something that LinkedIn is doing now. So they they say they have anywhere from 610 to 630 million uh, yep. profiles, users, whatever in the system, which is awesome. The big question is, what about an organization like Jobcase? They, they are US centric, but the thing is they're appealing to the 70% that LinkedIn is not. And what could an organization do if, I don't know, maybe they acquired a job case? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, think, it's, I think it's really early to put job case in the same position. Yes. I mean, acquisition obviously changes things overnight. I mean, we, we were talking about when LinkedIn was acquired by Microsoft that Microsoft was going to fuck it up uh, like Yammer or any of the other acquisitions that happened business-wise. But they left it alone. Yeah, I mean, they put resources into it. They integrated it into, you know, Microsoft 365 and put AI resources. I mean, clearly Microsoft, you know, is is the care and feeding for LinkedIn is real. They're serious about building the business mm-hmm. and integrating, integrating into Microsoft. I think more AI tools are coming uh, to LinkedIn. I mean, the, the growth both by professionals, I mean, they... They are ahead by a, a country mile in terms of professionals on the platform uh, using it on a regular basis. And you also look at the, the Facebook privacy issues. You know, LinkedIn, for better or worse, hasn't had those issues and, and maybe they won't. Mm. And I'm not saying that LinkedIn will become the next Facebook. I don't think that's what they want to be. And they won't be the next TikTok. But anyway... Um, I just think they're in a great position and they're on cruise control. So this week it was hilarious because I've started to notice some very scantily clad pictures 
of females on LinkedIn. And my question is, when did catfishing start on LinkedIn? Because I received, while I was in London, we just I, I had a, a ton of LinkedIn invites and I was going through and I was, okay, good enough. And I was really being lazy to mm-hmm. be quite frank. And I was pretty much accepting them all. And then I get a message from one, their name was Loving Franca. And it was a picture of uh, a very voluptuous <laughs> female uh, showing a lot of cleavage. And her question was, I would like to start a relationship. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> block. So in, uh, in, Lo- in Loving's defense, yes. you, you did connect with her or him or whatever was on the other whatever, side. Whatever, yeah, yeah. And then instantly got like, I want to build a relationship. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty instantaneous. <laughs> I would have liked to see where that had gone if you had said yes. Like what would have happened? Would they have asked you for money? Would they have asked you to like uh, give, a, give them your contact information? Anyway, we won't know because you said goodbye for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, think, I think if you talk to the old timers in this that have been using LinkedIn for 20 years, LinkedIn's not that quite quite that old, let's talk, say 15 years, that they would tell you that this shit's been going on for a long time. I think that it's, I think that it's becoming more as long as LinkedIn grows mm-hmm. and as Facebook gets a little bit stricter and maybe more conscientious about, you know, real versus fake profiles. And Twitter's been a mess for a long time, but no one uses Twitter like they used to anymore. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think this has been going on a long time now, uh, whether or not it's been hyper, you know, on hyperdrive because of what's going on at Facebook and others. I don't know, but yeah, catfishing and trying to get you to connect with a sexy young thing, even though it's a probably 65 year old man on the other, other end managing in it. Russia. Yeah. in Russia. Um, yeah. That's been going on for a long time. On I hate the people by the way that connect with you and like immediately sell you shit. Yes. Does that work for people? I don't that, know. That can't work. I, I don't know. I just know that if you come straight to me after I just, I mean, the first interaction is I want to try to sell you something. I automatically block you because yeah. that's the dumbest shit to be able to just cold right into it um, yeah. and think that that's what this platform is used for. And more and more, I connect with people based on who they're connect with that I trust. Yeah. I like to put out a public public service message to say, look, let's be more selective with our LinkedIn connections because we're all sort of connecting because of other people connecting. And it's like a vicious cycle of trust uh, misguided. So let's all be more careful about connecting with loving whoever that was and actually connecting with real people who can help help us do our Don't jobs do it. and connect in the real world. Don't do Don't it. Do it. Uh, speaking of something you should yes. do is listen to this next advertisement from our sponsor Sovereign, and we'll be right back to talk about Amazon Prime Day's strike, no strike. It'll be fun. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. At least the software's not trying to catfish me. And if it's a chatbot in California, you know there's 
a robot on the other end California of love. Yeah. So out of a uh, story out of courts, um, a new California law uh, has uh, is pretty much making chatbots disclose that they're actually chatbots. Uh, California Governor Jerry Brown signed reg- uh, regulations into law last Friday, September 30th. That should make it easier for Californians to know whether they're speaking to a human or a mm-hmm. bot. Do job seekers care? Uh, I think people probably care. There's this whole like government versus AI automation that we've talked about. Mm. We've seen it in Illinois yeah. with, you know, interviewing. You got to tell them it's an AI. AI is reading their facial expressions or voice and whatnot. And I think it, it I mean, it's just going to happen. What I want to know is how is how is California passing laws so quickly? Like they're passing shit like if you build a new house, it has to have solar panels on it. They're passing like if it's a chat bot, like they pass stuff so so quickly I want to know what they're drinking or what they're doing in California to pass these laws. They don't have Mitch McConnell in uh, California. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know what it is because I'm not attuned to the state legislature in California. Mm-hmm. But I just know that they pass laws like, you know, over lunch. And uh, <laughs> it's it's either impressive or really scary, depending on your perspective. Yeah, depending. I mean, th- this could prospectively impact impact more than just chat bots uh because what's the difference between writing a script for a bot that sends sends emails uh and replies on the behalf of a a human and we see this on the sales side and the marketing side with the marketos of the world and and those types of platforms so you know what's the difference what's the what's the actual definition of a bot when it comes to the disclosure of this regulation if a bot pulls together a an email, sends it. Does does it have to sure. say that in you know in, in in the signature line? You know, created by bot. We'll look at uh, you know automation and voice. Mm-hmm. So if I talk to a robot, do they have to say, "Hi, I'm a robot. Can we schedule your next hair appointment or whatever it is?" Right? Like, at what point do you have like? Ultimately, everything will be robotic and automated. So everything that you do in life will have like a, a little disclosure, like I'm a robot, even though everyone will know it's a robot because we'll all know that everything is automated. Yeah, there's going to be a terms of like like one of those. If you're using duplex, there's a terms of service. And in the terms of service, it, it, I'm sure it would say you're going to be speaking to a bot and we're going to collect all yeah. your data. And I mean, just all this shit. So I, I think that's the easy part. It's something I don't know that it does like duplex should is duplex is like, you know, hey, uh, hey, Google, schedule a hair appointment for next Tuesday. And then they call the salon and schedule an appointment for you. And then they put it into your Google calendar. I don't think there's any sort of disclosure when they when your robot calls the salon that, hey, I'm a robot scheduling an appointment for John, my master or whatever it is. I think it could easily say, hey, this is Google Duplex calling for Chad, wanting to get a hair appointment. Ha, that's funny. Uh, funny. So, you know, that's all just verbiage, the way that you actually place it up. And the person on the other end of the phone, are they going to care if they get business through this or not? I don't think they'll care. It's just like the job seekers, right? I don't believe job seekers give a shit that a bot is interacting with them. Because for years, they received no interaction. It was totally black hole. Now, if a bot reaches out to them, like, oh, my yeah, God, which, 
these guys actually Which also care. goes to the what's the penalty if it doesn't, right? So one, someone's actually going to have to report that, hey, they're not telling me that it's a chat bot. And then number two is what's the penalty uh, if you're guilty? So we already know that if you're, if you're texting without permission, like the government will fuck you up. Like they will, they will fuck you up big time. So there's actual like, you know, lead, whatever, get it. Well, we'll get into this, but basically like there are people that will try to find people that aren't uh, opting in or having opt-in and then they find a way to sue you. Like there's a whole industry around that anyway, for a different show. But if, if the penalty is like a slap on the hand and no one really cares, then who gives a shit about this law anyway? But if the penalty is like $5,000 for every, you know, message sent by a robot, then holy shit, a lot of people are going to care and a lot of people will try to profit from it on the legal side of the house. There you have there it. There you have it. Okay. Striking in at Amazon. Uh, did you purchase anything on Prime Day this week? I did not. I'm not uh, I'm not much of a shopper. I'm sure Julie did though because she loves her Amazon Prime. Yeah, we uh, we bought the kids iPads this week. Oh, like smart. epic yeah. deal on iPads. So uh, they need it for school anyway. Uh, so we were able able to do that. So we 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 benefited from it. However, there is some mix up in the news. I guess dueling reports here that there was a strike in Minnesota. Right. The one the story you shared was like people in the streets with pitchforks marching against <laughs> Amazon, and then the counter story from Amazon, which is fun, is basically yeah. that these people. Uh, were paid that only 15 people actually um, sort of marched on Amazon. And this was all sort of a group that was politically motivated and they paid people, um, et cetera. So I I tend to believe Amazon that there probably weren't a ton. I mean, Amazon is not unionized. There's no like uh, Jimmy Hoffa behind Amazon managing and, and organizing all these workers uh, they probably all would lose their job potentially if they if they you know went out on strike. So I sort of believe that this was uh, more of a uh, you know a group anti Amazon group trying to stir up some trouble uh, there in good old peaceful Minnesota. Yeah, peaceful Minnesota where they still have to piss in garbage cans to make their quotas. Um, I think we're <laughs> focusing on the wrong thing. Is how many people showed up versus. Are they actually receiving a fair wage and prospectively treated like robots who will pretty soon probably be replaced by robots? So, I mean, that that's the thing is like, OK, Amazon Prime Day, we're going to walk out. There are a bunch of people with signs. Who knows? Paid, not paid. Who is actually sticking up for these individuals? Right. Um, because if you feel like you are the only person who can stick up for yourself and you don't have a union of people or a group of people or somebody to ensure that the right things happening for the betterment of all of those employees, what you feel helpless, you feel helpless. It's not how many people marched. Are their practices really fair? And from what we've heard from haptic bracelets, pissing in trash cans and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, we, you just, we can't, whether you believe Amazon or not, I don't give a fuck. All those other things, <laughs> all those other things are the things that I care about. Making sure that people get paid and they get treated well. I'm just appalled that your wife of all people is supporting this kind of behavior with her wallet. <laughs> and you can pass yeah. that along to her. Oh, I will. Right, yeah. Shout out to Julie Sowash on that one. <laughs> 
Way to end that segment. <laughs> Wait, I got it. There you go. There you go, Julie. It's all your fault. All your fault. All right, let's hear a quick word from our buddies at Jab at X, and we'll go to the meat of the show, the good stuff, here at the end. Finding the right fit is important. When you're deciding on shoes for a long day at the trade show, when you're picking the right podcast for your commute, and most importantly, when you're looking for the right candidate. With JobAdX, you can attract more relevant, engaged candidates to your jobs by harnessing the best in ad tech targeting. From predictive industry analysis and keyword click data to premium first page placement and reducing redundant applications, our candidate targeting technology ensures that you're reaching talent that's as interested in working with you as you are with them. Now with in-ad video and multimedia, you can share your employer brand story and company culture with job seekers so they can visualize themselves in your office, all hands meeting, or axe throwing team building adventure all without navigating away from your job posting. Increased engagement makes for fewer steps between job seeker and new team member. Ready to ramp up your job advertising campaigns with the best in ad tech? Visit our new website at www.jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X dot com. Chad, did you, ever, did you ever go to summer camp? Yeah, before we get there, I'd like to get some vindication in here. I just checked the Amazon account and no purchases actually happened yesterday during oh. Prime Day. So Julie is vindicated uh, in stepping back from her her Amazon purchases. Take that, Joel Cheeseman. All right. So so what uh, what retailer of choice does Julie recommend for the the best wages and working conditions? Right, you'd have to get her on the podcast. To ask we, we need we need some so wash endorsement yeah. for our retail audience yeah. out there. Uh, summer camp. You've been like the whole canoeing archery, sort of the, the Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, late 70s movie mm-hmm. smash hit. Uh, meatballs. Yeah, not not quite that not quite that fun, but yeah. Are you ready for the summer? <laughs> Are you ready for the good time? So, Job Today, one of the most influential job sites over in Europe, they decided that it was a good idea to have a Job Today summer camp for kids. I know what you're saying. What do kids do at the Job Today summer camp? Yeah, are they canoeing? Are they archery? I mean, yeah, you think so, right? Yeah. Uh, kids, luck, luckily, they're in uh, London and Barcelona uh-huh. who attended. So, according to a, a story at, uh, at AIM Group, the target audience is young people with little or no work experience. Summer camp is designed to improve their job hunting skills and boost their resume. What? According to the site, each training day will include a morning session on job search techniques. No fucking way. How old are these kids? Let me finish. Interview tips and coaching. In the afternoon, experts will lead hands-on job training. Successful applicants can attend one or more sessions. I just can't. Like, how summer bad camp. is summer camp if you're learning to write a resume? And interview. What summer camp is time to get away from all of the learning, <laughs> of, you know, the books and all that other stuff. It's time to swim, canoe. I mean, all that stuff. This is not. This sounds like a tiger mom camp. Yeah, it sounds like some like you know fantasy day, you know, fantasy uh, concentration camp for kids. Like, <laughs> what in the world 
is going on over there in Europe. That's fucking horrible. I got nothing, man. That's fucking horrible. I, I've got something. Uh, yeah, the the Swedes me. love yeah. this whole fucking microchip thing. More than 4,000 people have already had these sci-fi-ish chips added. It's a, it's a, we've talked about this before. It's about the size of a grain of rice, and it's inserted into your hand. Um, it, this gives you an opportunity to go and buy things much easier. Mm-hmm. So, so instead of using like when we were just over in London, everybody was tapping their card and it's kind of novel here to an ex, you know, like the, yeah. the whole pay thing. Everybody did it. Now that's not good enough. Wait a minute. I got to pull my card out. No, I don't want to do that. I just, I'll just tap my hand on it. But it, it how much information are you giving away? Why G- are people volunteering to do this? They're it fucking blows my mind. idiots, dude. Geolocation. Um, I mean, can you imagine if insurance companies got their hands on some of the information that, you know, was actually embedded in your bot? I mean, it's just, dude, I don't get it. What are people thinking? Yeah. And then yeah. Elon Musk comes up with uh. the, the, a brain brain chips, pretty much. I mean, it's it, dude, it is freaking crazy. They call the they call the um, the ones that are in your hand glorified smartwatches. But Elon Musk yeah. says that these brain chips, um, they're like Bluetooth uh, enabled implants. He's claiming the devices will enable telepathy and repair motor function in people with injuries. That comes from CNN Business. What the fuck? Because I really want to know what everyone's thinking. I, I don't know. I don't want to know that. <laughs> Nobody. All right. I don't want to know what my kids think yeah. about me. <laughs> At all. God, dad is so stupid. Yeah, for sending me to Why? sending me to job today camp. Yeah, I don't want to go to job today <laughs> camp. No. All right, all right, Cole. I know you don't want to go to job today camp. I can I I can totally get it, but guess what? You're gonna thank dad in 20 years. No, he's not. Yeah. He's gonna hate you. Goodness is kidnapping will stop <laughs> because we'll be able to track all of our kids wherever they go. So I guess there is some silver lining to this police state that we're moving Might as well put a collar around it. Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to throw in a little okay. curveball. Uh, we've all been seeing these face app, check me out when, you know, 50 years from now. Like the or, Facebook? You know, like, yeah. What am I going to look like when I'm old? Yeah. Right? So I love this, you know, what could go wrong, right, when uh, an app basically dictates or determines what you're going to look like when you're old with face recognition technology. Right. What can go wrong? So anyway, so privacy concerns, a story came out uh, this week, private privacy concerns are rising around the viral face transforming quote face app and quote, which has swiftly become a global pop cultural touchstone. I personally haven't done it yet. I don't really want to no. know what it looked like. No, when I'm old because yeah. I'm getting old. Uh, users, users are being cautioned that the app, which allows users to see their, quote, future self, end quote, by using AI software to instantaneously rework photos, could be misused by the software company's Russian-based developers. (laughs) FaceApp has modified more than 80 million user images, and according to its terms of use, it can, quote, still store and use images even if users Uh. delete them. 
What could go wrong? I, I, I got nothing. We're putting chips in our hands. We're looking at putting chips in our heads and we're going to job search summer camp. Yeah. And we don't mind giving all of our data away to anybody and anyone uh, while we're getting catfished on LinkedIn. So that's all I got. Fuck it. I'm going to go strike Amazon. We out. We out. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business, when you need it, from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.